You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Hello and welcome back to this week's weekly wrap-up here on Sprott Money News. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford, and on the line today we have our chairman, Mr. Eric Sprott. Good morning, Eric. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, Jeff. I'm doing okay, notwithstanding what's happening in gold and silver, but uh, hope springs eternal. (laughs) Hope springs eternal. Indeed, indeed, Eric. Okay, so first, let's take a look before we even get to gold. Let's just talk about what we're seeing in the economy and uh, likewise earnings reports. So what do you think in terms of what we've been seeing lately over the last week, Eric? Sure. Well, it's pretty soft all around. I mean, there's most of these uh, consumer comfort indexes are going down. As you know, retail sales in the last reported month were down. I suspect that trend is going to continue because there is a lot of inflation and yet no wage increases. Uh, UK retail sales are weak. Uh, most countries are doing all well China. I mean, goodness knows what's going on in China. Their electricity demand is up to like 1.3% year over year. And that's supposedly an economy that's growing at 7%. Hard to justify those numbers. And uh, while I'm on China, I mean, the whole uh, attitude of the People's uh, Republic to uh, step into the stock markets is sort of ridiculous. They bought a huge amount of stock there to try to stem the tide. But almost everything you hear about China is weak. Uh, car sales are gone down. They think that a lot of home sales won't come to fruition because a lot of people lost money in the market. So I think that China is becoming a bigger and bigger economic threat here to everybody because China was was the one country that kind of bailed us out in the uh, 07 08 crisis because they really ramped up their, their fiscal uh, spending. But it looks now like they're so focused on the stock market, much like our own. Uh, central planners here that they're more interested in the paper markets than the economy and they're willing to throw all sorts of money at the paper markets but uh, that doesn't necessarily do much for the economy so it's the same old story Jeff just a broad based weakness we see it in lots of the earnings reports where you know, the IBM sales are down significantly a lot of companies are having a tough time uh, selling more product and um, there's a real risk here that uh, and, of course, the IMF decreased the growth rate for the world. That'll probably continue to carry on as we get in these really soft months uh, that we're witnessing. So, um, uh, and, of course, the earnings reports uh, have essentially been weak, although we always compare them to the estimate. And the estimate's always reduced just before the quarter, so they beat the estimate. But in most cases, uh, or a lot of cases, uh, earnings are down, but you never get that report at all whether they beat the estimate or not. Uh, I'll be the, the happiest guy in the world when we stop using the phrase beating the estimate because you could have earnings go down all the time, but as long as you get your estimate below where the earnings are coming in, you're supposedly a great company, but we all know that that's not the case. That real earnings are important here. So, uh, you know, it's uh, everything out there suggests that we haven't had the recovery that everyone's looking for. I guess that's the way to sum it up. Well, Eric, usually I would say it's an, been an interesting week, but I think interesting would be an, an understatement this week as we've seen gold tumble to five-year lows in a flash crash that took all of a couple of hours to see gold fall to levels we're seeing right now. While the mainstream media is spinning this, saying that it's due to unemployment hitting an all-time low since 1973, Okay. And supposedly the positive outlook for Greece and Grexit no longer being a threat to the European Union. So, but the interesting thing, Eric, is that despite gold's five-year low, physical demand for precious metals is still pretty high. So what are your thoughts on this, Eric, in terms of what we're seeing for physical demand in the market? Let's start off with silver, first of all. Well, of course, we've seen the Indians buy huge amounts of silver this year. 
Uh, in fact, I think they're consuming something like 25% of all the silver produced. That's probably up from 10% three or four years ago, which is almost impossible to imagine, quite frankly. We know that solar demand in China is strong because they want to convert over to solar. Uh, you saw the U.S. Mint stop selling uh, silver eagles because uh, they, their supply was totally consumed. I, I gather they're going to start again, I guess, early next week. So uh, everything looks kind of fine for silver here, although it is an economic metal more so than gold. Uh, but I would say it's held relatively strong here with that $50 declining bull that all happened in two minutes. Uh, silver kind of hung in there uh, a lot better. And, uh, you know, there's a big uh, fight going on on the COMEX. Uh, there's lots of uh, a big outstanding open position. And hopefully some of those, they had a strong month in terms of July deliveries. I think there's something like 70 and a half million ounces delivered on COMEX. I think generally the, the, the demand numbers look good. And when, when we look at some of the data points, I mean, we've had the uh, Perth Mint say that their sales are way up. We've had the Indian and uh, Chinese uh, jewelers suggest that since the price hit the low here, the demand has changed markedly. Of course, we've seen, I think it's a 368% increase in uh, U.S. Mint gold coin sales this July or last July. So people are reacting to this and, and buying the physical metals. Unfortunately, you know, when you have somebody sell 50 tons of metal in two minutes, who they can't seem to determine who that person is, you know, wink, wink. The, the three or four tons of the mint sells in a month is not significant because that's one over 30 days and it's not over two minutes in this thing that happened on Sunday night again at 9.29 when none of the markets are properly functioning is so um, reminiscent of uh, what happened in 2013, almost to exact same time actually, because they just pick a time when the market's terribly liquid and somebody obviously wants the price of gold to go down, whether it's a, a central bank or whether it's, I wouldn't put it down to a hedge fund, it's probably some commercial bank of some sort. Who knows what it was? I wish the CME would get off their butt and figure it out, although I suspect that's going to take a long time. But, you know, this is the sort of thing where you should have an answer in a day, right? Just ask questions and find out who the seller was and ask them, you know, why did you knock it down so quickly? It's just not a sign of somebody trying to get the best price uh, for themselves or their clients. So hopefully we, we might have hit an exhaustion bottom here. The stocks have pretty well puked. Gold and silver are pretty well puked too, so we get the strong seasonal demand coming out of India and China coming up, up here. So I'm hoping, beyond hope, I don't have to hope for the physical market. I know it'll hold together, but what happens to the paper markets is certainly out of uh, anyone's control because there seem to be no laws out there in terms of what participants in the market can do. So, But nonetheless, the physicals look good and I'm certainly hoping that uh, this was an exhaustion bottom and we can get going again soon. Well, Eric, we always appreciate your insight here on the weekly wrap-up, and we look forward to speaking to you in the weeks to come. Thank you for joining us today, Eric. Hey, Jeff. All the best. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. This is Jeff Rutherford for the weekly wrap-up here on Sprout Money News. Have a great weekend.